0: a weekly podcast talking about high school and college sports right here in Central Illinois. I'll discuss what I saw in the past week, what's coming up on Channel 1450, and what we're looking forward to. It's episode 39. We've almost made it to 40. I think we'll get there as long as we don't get rained out. We'll start as usual by thanking Northwestern Mutual for being the proud sponsor of the Download with DP podcast. Are you looking for a college internship this summer? Well, it's a little late now, but you're in luck if you're looking for something in the financial world. Northwestern Mutual is looking for college students interested in joining their team. Apply today on their website and find out more on Facebook. Now let's talk about what I saw in the past week. Last Thursday I got my first look at the Glenwood girls soccer team this season. Jay Lipe has another great team capable of making a deep run in the postseason. I don't know if they're as good as last year's team, at least not yet. But they certainly have all the capable pieces and a good group of freshmen that will continue to get better and make them better as a whole. I got to see them beat Collinsville at Collinsville last Thursday and beat Springfield at Springfield on Tuesday night. They are scheduled to host Normal Community in Chatham. On Thursday night, if you're interested in seeing them for yourself, I think it's safe to say they're the favorite in the CSA this season, with Rochester, SHG, Springfield, and of course U-High can always compete. On Monday, I got my first look at SHG baseball this season. Robert got to see them last week against U-High, and Leanna got to see them last week against Williamsville. The Cyclones, while inexperienced at the high school level, are still very good. Most of these kids play competitively year-round anyway, so the jump to the varsity level isn't that hard, and it looks like SHG will certainly compete for another CSA title, along with a very good U-High team in Glenwood, who we hope to see this week or weekend. Rochester and Jacksonville may be under the radar, but those two teams are capable of knocking off these top four teams in Chatham, U-High, Springfield, and SHG. Side note for Monday, if any teams in the CSA get stuck in a regional with Lincoln, watch out. The Rail Splitters have a very talented group with a few very good arms. On Tuesday night, even though it was raining a bit, I got to see Auburn and Gillespie softball. The Trojans are an improved squad, but the Miners consistently compete for sectional titles, and they'll do the same this season. Wednesday was washed out, so... Let's get started on what's coming up. Clearly in the spring, these can change quickly and easily with the weather, but here is what we have planned to cover. Thursday night, as previously mentioned, Glenwood hosting Normal Community in girls soccer. Varsity is the second game, so get there around 6 o'clock. SHG is at Williamsville for softball, and Rochester is at Williamsville for soccer. On Friday, we start things early. At 11 a.m. at UIS, it's Rochester and Springfield High Baseball will start their CSA doubleheader for their conference games this season. Senators and Rockets start at 11 a.m. on Friday at UIS. You can listen to that on the radio and we'll have highlights. Also Friday, Lincoln at Williamsville Softball and either Thursday or Friday, not sure, but Rochester and Springfield High Softball. On Saturday, we're planning to get to route at Moreau Forsyth Baseball at 11 a.m. at Millikins. The Trojans are off to a great start this season. Saturday, make sure you keep an eye on the Illinois Prep Top Times at Illinois Wesleyan. That pretty much tells us who to keep an eye on this track season and who has a good shot as an outdoor state title in June. Also Saturday in Buffalo, it's Tri-City hosting a round robin. Springfield High vs. TCSV at 11, and then Tri-City will play Morton at 2 p.m. Jumping to Monday, it's Route at New Berlin Baseball. The Pretzels are also off to a good start. Porta at Jacksonville Baseball, Waydenville at U-High Softball, and shg at edwardsville baseball tuesday we kick off a good CSH slate for next week starting with springfield high at glenwood softball and glenwood at springfield high baseball that's tuesday so make sure you mark your calendars for that one also it's rochester at shg girls soccer day and jacksonville at rochester baseball a loaded tuesday slate And that's not even all of it yet. Springfield High at Jacksonville Soccer and Glenwood at Peoria Notre Dame Soccer. All that on Tuesday. On Wednesday, March 30th, Springfield at Glenwood Baseball. Rochester at Jacksonville Baseball. Glenwood at Springfield Softball. So, that's what's coming up on Channel 1450 in the coming week. We hope... That's of course if the weather allows. Now let's talk about this week's guest. It's March, and that means it's still basketball season. Sorry Illini fans, an early exit for Illinois. Kansas plays Friday, and I'm hoping to be done covering baseball early enough to watch them choke to Providence, but hey, that's the fun of March. Speaking of fun, it's time to get to the conversation we had this week with Lanphier graduate Larry Austin Jr., one of the best players to ever come out of the city, and Larry Austin Jr. is now playing professionally overseas in England. Let's get to the conversation with L.A. All right, we'd like to welcome in Larry Austin Jr. to the podcast this week. He is joining us from across the pond, so I appreciate him taking the time. Um, Larry, let's get started with this. Um, It's March, it's basketball season, and although we don't have basketball here, the high school ranks right now, um, you are in the heart of your basketball season. So tell me a little bit about how everything's going for you and your professional career overseas. Uh, It's going great. We just gave him up, uh a trophy
1: win. Uh, we just won a championship, uh, so it's like the trophy final. So it's like uh, in-season tournaments. So like equivalent to the city tournament, probably back at home. And then um, we got about six games left of regular season, and then playoffs start in April. So hope to make a run to playoffs as well.
0: You mentioned the city tournament, so that's kind of where we'll start. Um, comparatively, what is what is your league like compared to? You know, with the college level here or even the high school level or even the pro level um, in terms of like teams and, and crowd and stuff like that. It's great. You know, uh, here uh, we get a lot of fans at our game. Um, we play fast. You know, uh, it's up-tempo. This is an up-tempo league. Um, we play fast. So it, it's a lot of scoring going on in this league. Um, it's a lot of fans as well. Uh, like
1: I said, the championship game, I believe it was about 7000 people. And then this was for the trophy final. And then in the cup final, it was about 10,000 people. And then for the playoff final, there's probably going to be a lot of people as well for that championship game. And it's played in London at the O2 Arena. So hopefully we get to see that.
0: So let's go back a little bit. How did you get involved, and how did you go over um, and kind of sign with the British Basketball League? My agent. Um, there, there was an agent here. Uh, I have an agent back at home, but there's an agent here that hit me up. Uh, so I was at home. I didn't come here till November, and uh, which is which is late, but I was, I'm here now. So, but there was an agent here, you know, uh, that hit, uh, hit me up on Instagram and asked if I was signed or anything like that. I told him no, and so it just works out like that. You know, you have an agent that gets you places to get you where you want to go. And what was the intrigue for you? Besides, obviously, wanting to play basketball, but, I mean, what was it about this league that made you kind of want to go over there and try it out?
1: Uh, I just really needed a job at that point. You know, uh, my first year, I played in Turkey. Um, that's one
0: of the, like, the top uh, leagues in Europe, which is Turkey's always playing in there.
1: It was second division, but it's still, like, top tier. And so, uh, that's when COVID hit. But before COVID hit, I had got... I got cut from the team,
0: so, like, I got cut from Turkey, but my numbers, they were really
1: good, but our team, we just weren't really good, we, we weren't good at all, like, we only won one game at that point, point. and so, in that, but in Turkey, like, if your team is losing, if you're producing, you know, they cut you right away, like, it's really cutthroat over here, regardless of what your numbers are, like, if you lose, and then, and try to figure out what else to do, and the Americans are, are the main points of, of that, because that's what they want Americans to do, come over. Uh, score and win games so that happened but shortly after I got cut, COVID uh, hit and then um, I went over to Portugal and then I, I was late in Portugal as
0: well because that's COVID as well and um, and now I'm here so the, right here has just been great um, I came late here as well but because of my season in Portugal is why I came here late but um, it wasn't the best season but um, here in, Port- here in uh, The U.K. has been pretty good for me thus far, sure. Uh, I have a lot of follow-up questions on that, but I want to start with this. I mean, what is it like for you right now to get the opportunity to do what you love and play professional basketball when, I mean, you've probably been wanting to do that since you were four or five years old?
1: It's a blessing, you know. um, You know, it's a blessing to be able to play the game that you love. You know, I'm not waking up going to 9 to 5. You know, I've been playing this game for a long time like it's just like, you get up and just and you dream of these things, you know, you just get up and, and go to work two hours and then you have the rest of the day to yourself, you know. So it's just it's just a blessing, you know. I, I love it and I want to do it for a long time.
0: What's the biggest thing that you learned since COVID in terms of, like you said, I mean, playing in different leagues and uh, having those challenges. What have you kind of learned about yourself in terms of, you know, what you want to do and how you want to attack your future in basketball? You learn a lot, you know. Uh, being cut, you know,
1: my first year. Out Um, after I thought I was playing well, you know, I just learned right away that I was really cutthroat, you know. Uh, But you dig deep, and you really find out if you really love basketball, you know, because you're away from your family. You know, a lot of things can happen, a lot of things can go wrong, you know. So you really find out who you are and like how much you really love basketball. You know how much you want your tournament to play and persevere, and and if you want to continue to go through those obstacles to ultimately see the big picture of where you want to go. You know, my mom always said, you gotta see it before you see it. Unless you'll never see it, you know. So I just always envision myself of going and going and going, you know. And one day I'm gonna eventually see what's in my mind.
0: What is it about the British Basketball League? Like you said, it's kind of up tempo. But um, how does that help you in terms of your your growth and your development in basketball? When I mean coming from Lanfield that's what people just kind of expected from you.
1: It helps me a lot, you know, uh, because like I, my game is, is playing fast, you know, playing like getting out in transition, playing fast, playing defense. Just up tempo, so it helps me because it it helps me because like it'll be able to show me what I can really do, and
0: you know to help me get to that next level where I want to go. So being able to perform here and do well, it'll just help me uh, help me get to where I want to go eventually. Um, Last week, like you mentioned, it's the the All Star Trophy, and you were one of the five All Stars. Um, What does that mean to you at this point in the season? Is that kind of showing you that your hard work is paying off, and, and you are one of the best players in the league? Yeah, um, that,
1: that All-Star 5, so they do an All-Star 5 every week, and um, it, it just means they just take the top players from that week, and uh, making that, it, it means a lot, but um, yeah, our team just has to win, so that just means our team is winning, you know, and um, you may, like we have a lot of different guys on our team that can score the basketball, and that plays well, so making that is really good.
0: Not only that, but I, I, I the video blew up all over a couple of weeks ago of of that dunk that you had. Um, what what's that like compared to winning a trophy like that? When I mean, you get you get a lot of recognition for kind of going viral in that sense as well. Uh, that was awesome. You know that that's actually you know I've been playing professionally. It's my third year now, but that's my first like dunk professionally. Like <laughs> that dunk, like that's my
1: first one. Ever since. College and high school, my first time professionally, like in game and everything like that, it was awesome. So, you know, that was just a great feeling, you know, glad I went viral and everything like that. And then just to have the fans there and my teammates just being excited, just excited as I am, it was great, you know, it was a great feeling to have.
0: If that's the first one, that's going to be tough to top at this point, right? Yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was the first one, so.
0: Um, playing professionally, playing in different countries, um, How comfortable is England compared to the other places that you've been when um, you've kind of learned the ropes in in each one?
1: Mm, uh, Playing here is real comfortable because they speak
0: English. Yeah. You know, playing in Turkey, they didn't speak any English. Uh, Although, like, the coaching staff and, like, the players, they speak English because they, like, have players come over all the
1: time, so you have to be able to speak it. But everyone speaks English here, so so there's really no language barrier here, and there's really no cultural difference, you know. The only real difference is, like, it's different slang terms that they use, but just driving on the other side of the
0: road is really the only real difference here in the U.K., but it's nice, though. I like it. Is the trash talk any different? No, it's not. Uh, they they talk a lot of trash here, you know,
1: um, but but I talk it back. You know, especially when I first got here, a lot of people was, like, talking, but now that I've settled into the league, it's really not too much talking going on, but I wish it was because that, that gets me going as well, so...
0: What is the what is the age range of, of players in the league for you guys?
1: Man, the age range. Uh, like, so over, when you play overseas, so on all teams they have like younger kids. So like they'll have like one or two young players that are going to be really good or are the best in that city or in that country or things like that and they put them on a the team. So it's always like one or two of those. So they're about like 19, 20 years old. And then like we have a 32-year-old on our team. I know my first year in Turkey, I had a guy that was like 38, so it's just buried, you know, so it, it all depends on what team you're on. But here in this league, it's guys that's like 36, maybe still playing. I know uh, a guard, Raymond uh, Fletcher, Raymond Fletcher. he's getting up there in age, but he's really good as well. He's like a two-time MVP in this league. So he's doing pretty well, but he's up there in age, so it just varies,
0: really. You mentioned kind of the, the younger kids and how there's there's the younger kids who are talented and they know they're going to be good, um, but yeah. there's also the you mentioned the older people who are trying to you know still stay in the league. Um, yeah. For the young, for the teams that maybe aren't as good, do they bring in those type of players to sell tickets, or is it everybody is competitive? Like how does that kind of work? I think, it's, I think it's a mixture of everything, you know, because teams
1: always want experience, but they also want uh, people who are, are going to sell tickets as well. So a lot of teams, like we got a 32-year-old on our team, like he has that experience, you know, he's going to keep us composed, like in a championship game or anything like that, he'll bring us together, you know, talk with us and whatnot. So I think it's just a mixture of both, you know, having, having both like, a, like young and old on the team. And the younger guys, they really don't play too much. But, um, so they're just really there learning and things like that.
0: How much would you say the talent level compares in the league that you're playing now to your final year when you were playing at Central Michigan?
1: The talent here is better. Um, You know, uh, like, they're older, stronger, you know, smarter and everything like that. So i say it's better here. Um, Like I said, I think every level you go up it's always better. But, like, they're athletic here and everything like that. So it's just basketball at the end of the day.
0: How much do you have to remind yourself during the season to, you know, not necessarily sit back and smell the roses, but at the same time say, you know, I'm getting the chance to play basketball when, like you said, it is so cutthroat that, I mean, you're working to make sure that you're on the team next week, but also, you know, you get the chance to play basketball every single day. Yeah, you know, they take it in every day. You know, uh, like, like, it's really mental
1: when you play overseas because you have that in the back of your head, like you could get cut the next day and everything like that. But I believe, like, I write in a journal every day to, like, keep my mind focused and keep everything, like, my goals and everything like that. So I think that keeps me sane, you know. So being able to do that, I think it's really helped me a lot because I don't get too high or too low or anything like that. You know, I pretty much stay even keel. And because of that, I think I'm able to, like, stay mentally strong and just focus on what, I, what I'm what i doing here and why I'm here and things like that. So
0: I know you had a huge support system here in Springfield, but being overseas, being the time difference... I mean, how tough is that to, I mean, you know, stay connected with your friends and family here, but also make sure that you're staying focused and, and playing basketball because that's your job. Mm-hmm. It's tough, but it's not as tough as people think, honestly. Like, we're only
1: five hours ahead. Like, I talk to my parents every day. I talk to my siblings every day, multiple times a day. And I talk to my friends and family, my friends and family as well. So it's not really that tough. Like, they, they keep me grounded. You know, they keep it, like, I'm away from home, but I talk to them so much. It's like, I, I really don't feel a difference. The only difference is I can't physically be there, you know? Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's all right. Like, everything, like, they get up early and everything whatnot, so it, it's good.
0: What are your goals? What are the, What are your future plans? What do you hope to accomplish in the next few years? Man, to be playing basketball at the highest level possible. You know,
1: NBA is always my goal. And, you know, um, so that's what I'm striving for. But, you know, I've also learned after my first two years is that I was always thinking the next thing. So you always have to just grow where your feet are and let everything else take care of itself. So right now I'm just growing where my feet are and then just let everything else just
0: take care. And then where I go is where I go. You know, God has a plan for me, and so I just follow His footsteps. Um, What's the hardest part about living there outside of basketball?
1: The hardest part living here? Uh, um, I don't know. Like I said, like, it's really, it's really like America, like 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 the states. So it's really not really hard here because of where I'm at. But when I was in Turkey, I say driving would be the hardest because driving there is just like it's it's crazy. Like, <laughs> it is crazy. Like I would get a taxi. get a taxi every day because driving there is just wild. Like man, hey, I can't do this.
0: Uh, um, what about food wise? Is is food just about the same? I mean. It- England pretty much has the same restaurants? Yeah, they have, same, like they have TGI Fridays, they have Hickory's, they got Burger King, McDonald's, like everywhere has McDonald's, and they have five guys, mm-hmm. so it's pretty much that, like they, it's pretty much the same. Um, playing for the team that you do, is this league like, I mean, is it like a college where there's a facility and they take care of you and stuff like that, or is it kind of just you show up to the gym and play and that's it, or I mean, do you have that chance to like, you know, hang out there and, and do stuff with your team? So this, this club here, like, we don't
1: have our own gym, so some teams do, some teams don't, but we don't have our own gym personally, but they do take care of us, like, like I had to call you a little later today because our massage therapist came in, so I was getting a massage, and then they take care of you and things like that, like, so we don't have our own gym or anything like that, so it's kind of hard to get in the gym, but we can go to David Lloyd whenever we want to, like, we have a membership, David Lloyd is like LA Fitness back at home. Okay. But we could go there, and lift,
0: and then use the gym as well whenever we want to, and things like that. So we're still able to get our working, but like our practice time and things like that. It's all like uh, on the schedule with the, uh, where we go. It's like it's called EPSB. it's like a ghost gym or something like that. What would you say is your favorite part? What's the What's the benefit of living in England right now?
1: The benefit of living in England, being able to go to London. <laughs> So, so yeah, I went to London uh, back in February. And that was fun. So yeah, I've been able to go to London.
0: Um, have you gotten a chance to watch the NCAA tournament this year? I haven't, but I I watched Zay's because uh, my Fire Stick is messed up. But I watched
1: Zay's games, so I Facetime my mom. I had her set the iPad up downstairs in the basement at our house, and I put it. Up, I connected my laptop to the TV, and I watched them like that. So. I was able to watch that game, but I haven't watched any other game.
0: I mean, how cool is that to get to see him play? Not only um, the opportunity to, to play in the NCAA tournament, but um, to be on that stage after he was the tournament MVP. I mean, you got to right. just be super proud of him.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Um, he got he got MVP. Um, he was able to play in the NCAA tournament. And before the season, I always told him that I want him to experience the NCAA tournament because that's like in a lifetime thing like it's totally different from playing just regular conference games and things like that so for him to get MVP and lead his tournament lead his team to the tournament is just great so I know he had a great time there and things like that so
0: and he I think somebody posted on Facebook or something I saw last week was like um <clears throat> just the the Springfield base, basketball talent right now with with Zay playing in the tournament with Terry on Murdoch's playing in the tournament with Corpus Christi um, with SHG winning the state title um, with you doing your thing with Jalen doing his thing I mean the talent in Springfield is there and it's, it's kind of just showing itself right now that I mean it's only going to get better and better as we continue to grow
1: exactly man uh, shout out to Tyrion for winning MVP and shout out to SHG as well for winning state man that's big time for those, for those people in, those, in that program and Coach Allen as well um, but yeah it's big time for sure Springfield has a lot of talent you know uh, we just have to continue to grow continue to work you know um, and stay together so I think I think our talent level is really good like it's really big time and we're actually in the in June I want to say like the second week of June I believe ball is light is coming to Springfield and so all of us are going to play against that team like I think it's me Zay, Terry I think KJ Jalen. Herm, and then some other players. We're all going to play against the Balls Life team at Lanphier, so we're, we're going to do that for the city, so hopefully the city comes out and, you know, we get a good showing there, so that'll be fun for us.
0: And Balls Life has no chance in that game, do they? <laughs> no, <it's> zero. <laughs> <laughs> no chance. <laughs> Especially if you're playing at Lanphier, like, there's no way. <laughs> no way, no way. Like, yeah. No way. Um, you, you mentioned it a little bit, but playing in the NCAA tournament, um, as you look back at that now, what do you remember from that, and what what's something that kind of sticks out in terms of the the memory and how special that was? Man,
1: like, when you're there, you don't really realize, like, how big it is and, and things like that. But, like, looking back on it, you just realize how really big it is and how grateful you have to be and, like, just, again, living in the moment, you know, because that's not an everyday experience, and, you know, not everyone experienced that. So that was a fun time. I wasn't able to, like, lead my team like Zay and Tyrion, but I was on the team, and we went to the Sweet 16 and everything like that. So it was just fun. Like the atmosphere is great, having people come in and watch your practice. You know, getting escort uh, to the hotel from the hotel. You know, um, just everything. You know, we didn't we went, uh, we didn't go to class like because we'll play and then we'll just practice and then not go to class and things like that. So it was just great. The atmosphere was great.
0: Yeah, the the four or five days between the first round, second round, and then the street Sixteen. I mean, it had to be just, like, you guys were the biggest celebrities on campus, and that was just so exciting for everyone in the area.
1: Yeah, it was. It was definitely, especially at Xavier, because Xavier, it's a small campus, so it's real small. It's just, like, one, one street. So everything, everybody, know, it, it was just a, a fun time. So,
0: How much do you wish the transfer portal was around when you played in college?
1: Uh, I don't know. Cause, like, I, I wish it was... But what what, not, what's, what is it now? Like you don't have to sit out of here or something? Yeah, yeah.
0: Really, you don't? No.
1: Man, well, yeah, I wish it was around. For <laughs> sure. yeah, I wish it was around for sure.
0: But I, I mean, know. looking back, it's, it's kind of an obvious question, but at the same time, what do you feel like you kind of learned from that and, and kind of made you grow as a person?
1: Oh man, not to make like quick decisions, you know, off oh, everything, you know, always pray about the decisions you're going to make, especially the bigger ones.
0: And things like that, just take your
1: time. Uh, I made two quick decisions because my coach, who's uh, was Martin was Martin, who's at Mizzou now. He was at Tennessee, he left Tennessee, went out to Cal. And he wanted me to come out to Cal. And my last visit was set up to go to Cal, to visit Cal. But I visited Xavier first. And by that time, everyone was committing and everything like that. And I'm like, oh, my God, like am I going to lose this fireball? And whatnot. So, like, that's
0: probably what they told you was, "Hey, we need you to commit yeah. right now." Pretty much, yeah.
1: They told me they, the exact words was, "Sheldon Mitchell, if you don't commit here, Sheldon Mitchell is going to commit here this week." Yeah. And then the will be gone. But Sheldon didn't commit this week. He ended <laughs> up going to Vanderbilt, so I ended up going there and things like that. So it's just it's just taking your time. And you don't have to be rushed. like everything is about patience and things like that. So I really learned how to be more patient and decision-making and things like that now because then I still wasn't um, patient I committed to Vandy right off right after I left things like that so but everything is a learning experience you know no losses everything's a lesson I think I learned a lot about how to make decisions about myself as well
0: I mean I I don't know how to really say it but I appreciate you sharing that because I feel like um, there's so many kids in this area with with that sort of college talent that you can tell them this like, the, the adults can tell them that stuff, but they don't understand until they actually go through it, and that recruiting process is so cutthroat that, I mean, you don't understand it until it happens, and then it's almost too late, and then you can really lose not only your love for the game, but also an opportunity that, I mean, can take you very far in life.
1: Exactly, exactly, so yeah, just really just being patient. And not going somewhere because a name on the chest. You know, you want to go somewhere where you want it. Like Zay, he could have left Montana State, but he didn't because he was wanted at Montana State. And look at the
0: year he had. He had this season. So it's just—he he did great. You know, um, in his decision making his of programs to go to and things like that. So
1: that's a lot. Like I just learned a lot from that.
0: Now that the NIL is is official in college, um, what's your thoughts on that? How how does that change anything in terms of recruiting? When now I mean, boosters can show up at your visit and say, hey, here's what we can give you without the school even really having to do that. I think
1: I think it changes the game, but also I also think this um, new rule with like Team Ignite, you can play with Team Ignite, I think that changes the game as well because like you go, you go to the G League and don't have to go to college anymore and now you're getting paid. So you really, but if you want to get paid, you can go to college and still get that college experience and things like that. But if you just want to go focus, get paid, so I think it changed the game. Um, I think I think players are really going to benefit off of it, actually, and it's our schools, so I think it's good.
0: In terms of what you experienced, like you talked about, I mean, the biggest smile you've had today was talking about that Sweet 16 trip and, and that college experience, yeah. um, and that's something that, I mean, only a few basketball players, only a few teams get to experience every single year. Um, yeah. That's just something that I don't think – like you mentioned, the G League is obviously getting to that next step that a lot of people want to go to the NBA. But, um, you know, experience is one hand and the other there for that one, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, I know that college experience is great. You know, I remember when I was going to college, Carl Madison said, enjoy because it's going to go by fast. And he wasn't lying, and college went by fast. And so, like, again, like, enjoy it while you're there and things like that. Enjoy that experience because it's not like college, you know, um, you like, you're just an adult, but you have to go to class and things like that. But you have to be able to uh, value your time and just be able to do what you do. But just be a student athlete and just be uh, really an adult. So you just have to grow up fast. But that experience is is what I think people should experience college. I don't think they, I don't think you should go right off to the G League because you're missing out on a lot. You know connecting with other people and just finding new resources and things like that because eventually the balls going to stop bouncing you're going to need to connect and you're going to need your degree and things like that so be able to connect with others and just a kid still at the same time you have to be an adult but be a kid at the same time
0: if i would have to told you six years ago that shg would be the first cs8 basketball team to win a state title what would you say
1: <clears throat> probably would have
0: laughed I, I definitely would have no. laughed but,
1: uh, yeah, because SHG's not known for basketball, but they're turning their program around. You know, right now I still think everybody should go to Lanphier. But but they're but Coach Allen's doing a great job at SHG, and I'm happy for them, happy for the city as well. You know, But he's, he's doing really well there. Um,
0: the last opportunity we got to see you and talk to you was at um, Malik's uh, football camp. Um, how close are you with him, and, and how um, important is that relationship when, I mean, there's only a certain number of people from Springfield who have been able to experience what you guys have been able to experience in terms of, you know, competing at such an elite level collegiately and also at the professional level as well. I don't think
1: people really understand, like, Malik. Malik's my brother, so I don't think people really understand, like, we really, like, grew up together, we were on the same team since we were kids, like, for my birthday, he posted on Instagram, like, us at the YMCA playing together, and then I posted of him but, like, that's my brother. The relationship there is great. Like, he was actually coming out here to London. So, um, like, watch me play and do things in February. But something that happened. So he, could, he wasn't able to make it. But he was
0: actually coming out here, you know. Um, but just just having him is great, you know, because he's an inspiration to me
1: as well. You know, because he's playing at the highest level. You know, I was the only one to play at that NBA level as well. So just talking to him. We talk, like, two three times a day. So just talking to him always, like, he's, he's a hard worker, he's always working, like, he's on vacation right now, and I talked to him this morning, and, well, my morning, but well, yeah, he's on vacation at <laughs> the same time, and he was like, alright, bro, I gotta go, I gotta go work out, so he's working out, even on his vacation, so it's like, he's always going to be successful, because of his hard work, you know, hard work is always rewarding.
0: And do you guys feel like you can kind of have that, you know, kind of unspoken bond of being you know from springfield and, and understanding what it takes for people from this area but also um just to have not necessarily that pressure but the, the reputation of being you know you are larry austin so many people around here know who you are so many people know the name malik turner it's like you know there's just that that sort of stigma that comes with those names that only you guys kind of understand and experience
1: mm-hmm. yeah I, I think it's great you know uh like like for him to have that camp last year. You know, I think that's great because we always want to pour back into our community and things like that. So I think I'm going to try to do a camp, not this summer, but next. But just be able to pour back into the community and, and show that, like, we'll never forget where we came from, you know? So just stay humble and always stay hungry and things like that. So we always want to be, and we also want to be an inspiration to the kids back at home. Like, everyone's path is different. You know, um, Malik went to, he went to the NFL right out of college. He didn't get drafted, but he went, you know like i said my ultimate goal is to get to the nba but my path is different on how to get there and things like that so just being an inspiration to others to the kids to the youth that like if you really put in the work and really want to do it then you actually can because we can really get out of the city and then pour back into the city to the other guys the other kids
0: i've taken up plenty of your time i know you're busy so i appreciate it um let's just kind of end it with this i want to we talked about a little bit at the beginning but um give me the kind of rundown of the the rest of your season and the schedule and kind of when you know things will be wrapping up this year for you and you know when if you have plans to come back home at uh, at all
1: yeah yeah for sure so um we play sunday we have six games left we play sunday then we play uh friday sunday for the next two weeks and i think we may have a weekend off and then two more like that um and then playoffs start the end of April okay so i play our last regular season game is April 24th excuse me then I want to say playoffs may start like the 28th maybe something like that 29th maybe and then um the championship game is May 15th but it depends on how far like as soon as you lose like you go back home yeah, yeah I'll, be in, I'll be in Springfield like the whole month of May things like that um so I'll be, I'll be back home for sure. And then I'll be back in June for uh, the of Life game. And then, um, yeah, so I'll be around.
0: Super. I appreciate you taking the time. Uh, best of luck to you the rest of the season. And obviously moving forward, we hope to catch up with you when you get back. Um, but best of luck, like I said, and thanks again for taking the time. Thanks, my guy. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Huge thank you. Huge shout out. A huge thanks to Larry Austin. taking the time tons of fun and best of luck to him this season we hope to catch up with him when he comes back to town in a couple months and now finally let's get to why most of you are still here the giveaway if you have the answers to Jim Rupert's premium quiz this week then all you need is the code word the code word for winning some sweet 1450 apparel is Naismith n-a-i-s-m-i-t-h Naismith as in James Naismith, the creator of basketball and Kansas's first coach. So, to win the Channel 1450 hoodie, you need to email me at Derek at channel1450.com with the answers to Jim Rupert's quiz and the code word Naismith. The first one gets a hoodie, and if there's multiple with all the correct answers by Sunday, we'll get to t-shirts. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week, and hopefully, a lot better weather. Thanks to Northwestern Mutual. Stay safe, stay healthy. I'll see you next week.